Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here we are. We have made it to March. Um, had some, yeah, it's it's. Uh, we've had some cold weather towards the end of February, um, but the sun is definitely different. It's just you can you can see it's about ready to break open, and um, you know this weekend it is breaking open a little bit from what it was earlier in the week. But yeah, so it uh, it's March, and um, but we still have had some of those uh, visitors um, at the feeders. We have. It's yeah. The winter birds are uh, definitely still here, um, and you know, I, birds are singing more now too, which is wonderful. Even on those cold days, I was walking the dog, and it was like four degrees, and the cardinals were were singing, and the chickadees were singing. So even though we still have some cold weather, our resident birds are are pretty vocal this time of year um, with the increasing daylight. And yes, and winter visitors to the feeder. Um, and last time we spoke, Anson, uh, I don't know if there were a, if there was a single red pole in the state of Vermont. Maybe there were a couple. Uh, there certainly weren't many during the Christmas bird count period. But it's really cool. All of a sudden, red poles have started showing up in Vermont. Oh, that's great! I did have just for a brief moment. They were mixed. I had to do a double take. I they were in with the goldfinches. And I saw just a couple of them, and there was a couple of purple finches as well, but there were a couple of red poles at my theater just for a brief time. They didn't stick around, but you're right. Uh, all, you know, we were, we were sort of like, oh, we're not going to have many, many red poles, and all of a sudden we mentioned that, and a bunch showed up. Yeah, and you know, they're not everywhere and in the numbers we had last year, but they're definitely um, here all of a sudden, maybe just passing through. It's hard to say. Um, I started keeping a close eye on my goldfinch flock as well because other folks have been reporting seeing red bulls. And sure enough, um, this is over a week ago now, maybe two weeks, uh, one showed up at the feeder. There's just one with a flock of maybe 75 goldfinches. Um, But recently there's been more and more, and I saw a flock of maybe 30 the other day on the road gritting, um, picking up grit off the road. And it's just fascinating to me because these birds were not here a few weeks ago or just one here and there. And they're coming from the north. Um, They have been further north this winter so far, possibly depleting their food uh, resources up there. So they're heading south to look for food. Yeah, that's usually the the real forecast, right? If, If they run out of food up north, they start coming down this way, right? Yeah. And red poles, um, they feed a lot on birch catkins, the seeds of birch trees, and um, and definitely there was a good crop, uh, or so the winter finch forecast reported um, up north. But um, they uh, that species, and also pine siskins too, also feed on those catkins. Uh, but yeah, they uh, must have. Um, Eaten, <laughs> eaten themselves out of uh, house and home, and so they're looking for food and coming south into Vermont. I, I don't know if there's any further south in southern New England, but uh, they're definitely here now. Mm. So, where if they're visiting here now, where do they eventually end up for the summertime? The Arctic. They uh, nest up in the Muskeg, up in the, the boreal zone of Canada. So they're you know places like Labrador, Quebec, Ontario, then up into Alaska um, and also Greenland um, and I'm trying to think I think they even are in Eurasia although there's um, 
another species, the hoary red pole, that's up in Greenland. There's some debate whether or not it's a, a true species or just a variation on the common red pole. But there are northern species, um, you know, you're, uh, I don't, I should never say never, but you'd never see one in Vermont in the winter, I'm sorry, in the summer. Uh, they are way far north. Um, and, you know, most of, think about it, most of the red poles coming here have probably never seen a human before. Uh, they're probably more used to elk and caribou, I suppose. Uh, so they're traveling a, a good distance. Those are not, uh, those are not around the corner. So they're, that's, a, that's a ways. Yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about how um, our warblers fly thousands of miles south for the winter, but some of these finches are, are moving hundreds, if not a thousand miles or more in their migration as well. Yeah, good stuff. The, uh, the common red pole. And, um, you know, those red-winged blackbirds, the uh, males um, are probably here. I'm sure there's been some sightings of red-winged blackbirds already, particularly if uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit as we enter sugaring season. Yeah, there's, there's definitely been reports, um, especially in the more southern counties of Vermont, Rutland, Bennington, Wyndham, Windsor County, I think there's been some reports up in Chittenden County as well, uh, Franklin County, mostly at feeders. Um, and, you know, that we're going to see more, though, really soon. Grackles, too. Um, they they start, they show up together. Uh, we usually pay more attention to the red-winged blackbird, of course, but the grackles are, are usually around the same time, if not close behind. And I haven't seen it, I haven't seen any myself yet, but... I think we get if we get a change in the weather, a little warm spell, uh, we could see a, a push. Um, maybe even this weekend or early next week, we might see a big push of these birds north. They're certainly common in southern New England right now, so they're, they're heading this way. Yeah, I'm also hearing uh, I'm hearing a few more owls that I haven't heard in a while, but they they're they're hooting out in the uh, in the woods in the sugar bush as well. Ah. Mostly, yeah. mostly bar, barred owl? Yeah, mostly barred owl. I don't think we've ever had a, uh, a horned owl up here or screech owl or any, or any of those. But, yeah, mostly the barred owl. We've had, you know, uh, they've been nesting over the years, I think, in the, in the sugar bush over the way here. But um, something that um, just hearing more about, you know, it's, the light is certainly different in the morning. We're getting, you know, sunrises in the 6 o'clock hour now. And it's almost a little, you can see a little light at 5 a.m. in the morning. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely changing out there. So we've got uh, red-winged blackbirds, grackles. Um, grackles are kind of a neat bird. Um, we don't have a lot of them. I don't think we have a lot that show up here up on the hill. Uh, but in some of the more suburban areas, you see a lot more grackles. It's kind of a cool bird. And it's, at times, if the r- light is perfect, uh, it can be kind of be pretty as well. Yeah, definitely an underrated bird. You know, they I think maybe the blackbird with that red patch in the wing and it's really iconic song just attracts a lot of attention. But but uh, grackles are beautiful. Yeah, as you said, they have that really cool purpley iridescence, um, that really bold yellow eye, the long flaring tail. I love seeing them in flight with that tail that's streaming out behind them. Um, and yeah, they you know they're not a um, they're not a forest bird. They're an open country bird, like so edges, marsh edges, suburban areas. Um, they they're semi colonial when they nest. So if you often see one grackle in a hedgerow, there might be others nesting in there. Um, often foraging on the edges of wetlands. They don't go in the wetlands so much like a blackbird does, but sometimes on the edges and edges of swampy areas. 
very common bird in Vermont, um, exciting when they show up. And then uh, I think we're paying attention through paying attention to throughout the year. Um, I love watching them nest. They do something really cool. And it's kind of gross here, but they you often can find a grackle nest because they fly out of the hedgerow wherever they're nesting carrying a fecal sack <laughs> from their baby from their nestlings and they'll fly over water every time i see them do this they fly over something like a pond and they drop the fecal sack the droppings from the nestlings into the water so very hygienic nothing like nothing like talking about the fecal sack over breakfast or lunch here you know oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Well, that's the grackle. They are, I think you're right. I think they're underrated. And, and often I, I see them um, usually on the ground, sometimes, you know, prancing about on yeah. the lawn once we get to the lawn stage. But uh, uh, your, the flight is kind of cool. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, everyone keep an eye out for um, uh, red winged blackbirds. Uh, make sure you get uh, plenty of new uh, maple syrup from the crop of 2022. Uh, that's being oh, yeah. made as we as we speak. It's being made in many sugar houses, and uh, with that comes uh, the migration of new birds like the red winged blackbird, the brown creeper, the grackle, and behind that we'll start hearing you know killdeers and um, probably song sparrows and so forth. You know. Oh yeah, woodcock won't be far behind either. Yeah, good stuff. Well, let's fly out of here for another weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds. <laughs>